But right now, uh, through our partnership with the Gator Collective, we're going to talk to Gator wide receiver Trent Whittemore. Trent, good to have you, man. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on, Steve. Trent, let me ask you this. Um, I, I want to go and talk about the NIL and about the transfer portal and all of that because, you know, we talk about it as broadcasters and fans, you know, read and see things. But, you know, you guys are involved in this. You're the players involved here. What do you think of all this when, you know, all these things at one time, NIL, transfer portal, what, what goes through a player's mind when all this is happening? Yeah, you know, it is a bit overwhelming, uh, especially for, you know, someone I came in when when there wasn't the, the one free transfer, which kind of created the, the transfer portal craze. There wasn't any NIL. So um, it was kind of a lot at once. Uh, I think um, the general basis of all of these new rules that have been created are good in a sense, but uh, kind of as everyone knows, it's a bit of the Wild West right now, and there's not a lot of regulation on it. So, so like I said, it can be a bit overwhelming, but – um, I feel like, in general, it has been good for the player. Um, that's how I'm looking at things right now because, you know, I, I do play right now. So so I think it has been good for the player, but it, it has been a little crazy as well just because, as I said, uh, the regulations on those things haven't really been uh, set in stone. Yeah, no doubt. I've always thought this, Trent. It, look, the, the, the NCAA is making millions and millions of dollars, and you guys and ladies – you know, weren't making a whole lot, so that just seemed fair. Is that the, the sort of thought process you have as well? Yeah, I think uh, a scholarship is worth a whole lot, and I think a lot of people um, will, will come out and say, you know, well, doesn't anybody value the free education anymore and the, and the free housing and the free food, et cetera? And I, I think, you know, definitely everyone does value that, uh, but I, it's just it's just a matter of fact that um, a star player, especially a star player in college football um, – that scholarship, um, in comparison to what uh, he is, you know, earning for others, um, is, is just a very small percentage. And that's just, like I said, that's just the fact of it. So I think it's great that, um, especially these players who really drive college football, which is a business that makes billions and billions of dollars, are able to benefit off of that. And um, it's it's not off the school's likeness; it's just off their own. So. Um, I think it really is fair to the player that, that they should be able to make a little money off, you know, just a small percentage of what they're generating. All right, let's talk a little football. How difficult was it to, to go through a coaching change? Uh, you know, it's difficult. It's just it's change, you know, and, and change is always a little uncomfortable. Um, I think the best thing that, that a team can do when they when they get a new staff is just kind of wipe the slate clean and, and just give their full attention to the head man, which is Coach Napier in this instance, and he's gonna done a great job. And we just have to – just uh, any reservations that we have or anything like that, because it is tough. I mean, a lot of us, you know, we didn't know Coach Napier at all, and that's not a bad thing. That's just how it is. You know, we weren't recruited by him, never met him. So you're kind of listening to a guy that you don't have a real relationship with at first and those type of things, but you just have to put all those things behind you and say, you know, this is the guy in charge and we're going to – uh, follow what he says and commit to it, and that's the fastest way to success. So that's what we're trying to do. What are your thoughts about uh, Coach Napier and, of course, uh, Kerry Colbert as well? Uh, I feel like Coach Napier has really done a great job. Uh, he came in with, with a bit of an agenda to, to change certain things, uh, and he got those changes done pretty quickly. Um, he led us through a very regimented uh, offseason so far. There's been a lot of structure. Um, I've been really impressed with him and then getting to – kind of meet with him one-on-one a little bit more um you know as the spring went on uh I, I really like the person that he is and, I, and i'm happy that he's our head coach and then 
uh, Casey has really been great. Um, he, he's really kind of been refreshing to me, a little bit of a, a new outlook on things. Um, Billy G taught me a lot, but they're, uh, they're just a bit of, of different styles, and um, that's been great for me, honestly. And I can't really say enough about him, just the atmosphere that he's created in our receiver room, um, just getting guys excited to go practice, you know, excited to go play. Um, he's really been great. So. Gator wide receiver Trent Whittemore, our guest here on Sports Scene. Without giving away the farm here, Trent, from the system that you had under Dan to what you know Billy is doing, is there a big difference terminology in the offensive uh, philosophy? Is there a, is there a big difference? Uh, well, Steve, you know football is football at the end of the day, so you're going to see a lot of concepts that you know reflect others. For the for the general part, I mean, you know the the seven plays that a team runs the most every team around the country has that play in or a variation of it, you know? Yep. Um, but like you said, uh, the terminology can be different. Um, the signaling can be different. So I think that's the hardest thing, not necessarily where you're running or, you know, anything like that. It's just knowing this is what it's called and this is how you signal it. And when we're going fast, you know, here's how we communicate. Those type of things can be a bit challenging at first. Was there ever any doubt your brother would be joining you to play here? Uh, you know, I tried to, I tried to let him make his own decision and and not um, ask him too much, uh, not not try to put pressure on him uh, to to feel like he should go one way or the other. I think he handled it really well. Uh, he obviously kind of kind of took some trips around the country, got to see a lot of different things, and, and really make sure this is where he wanted to be. But, yeah, in the back of my mind, I always knew that, that he'd be a Gator. Yeah, I'm sure that'd be a cool thing. Uh, last couple of things for you. Um, so far in what you've done at Florida, what's been really good about it, and what are you looking forward to doing as you continue your career here? Uh, well, I think what's been really good is I've gotten to experience a lot. You know, we were uh, – a really good football team uh, for a couple years had a, a lot of success. Um, we're we're really probably a game or two away from being in the playoff two years in a row, which was frustrating. Um, but but you know got to play New Year's Six Bowls and all that that good stuff, which is kind of the peak of college football. Obviously, you know winning it all is the peak, but we were we were experiencing uh, you know what a small percentage of teams get to experience there. So I think that's kind of been um, the high for me. But also you know we've we've been through some some rough patches as well and i think um for for me and the guys who have been through all that uh just it's been a something that we've been able to take a lot from and uh, we want to uh just kind of flip the script and as we um play out our last couple of years we want to get back to that success and even more um than we had those, those first couple of years so that's kind of our goal is to kind of complete the cycle and and put us back to where we want to be Last thing, you kind of touched on this. It's funny you said this, Trent, because I think there's a perception out there uh, from, a, from a, a fan to a player that, well, if you don't make the playoff, well, you know, even if, if it's the Sugar Bowl or the Orange Bowl or the Cotton Bowl, it's no big deal anymore because you didn't make the playoff. But you've been to those kinds of bowls. Was it a big deal? Yes, yeah, Steve, it is a big deal, and uh, I think not not just the bowl being a big deal, but the success you have throughout the year is, is a big deal. Just you know, you get to to have some great wins. I mean, winning in Jacksonville, you know, we were undefeated at home one year. Uh, those type of things are big accomplishments. But like you said, um, in today's college football, the playoff is kind of the pinnacle, and we've seen 
um, those other bowl games sort of uh, watered down, I guess people might say. But um, to us, yeah, it is a big deal. And um, personally, uh, it's you know I have no play in this, but I'd like to see the playoff expanded and give you know a lot of other teams a shot yeah. who are really good football teams that were you know maybe I don't know a field goal away or seven points away from from being in that four-team playoff you know maybe if they were to expand it a little bit um we'd see uh some more hype around those other games if they were um, being played to to still contend for the national title but maybe that'll come in time you know you never know but yeah it's still a great accomplishment um for any team to play in one of those big time games okay well i hope uh, you've gotten to know trent a little bit better and uh, appreciate his time trent you're welcome anytime say hi to your dad next time you see him so appreciate you doing this thank you Yes, sir. Appreciate you. Okay. Trent Whittemore <clears throat> joining us here in our cooperation with the Gator Collective.